0: With Simon Lim. Tonight on my show, my special phone in guest is Tracy Morton. Now, Tracy is a Singaporean based Irish Australian writer and she has a master's in crime and thriller writing from the University of Cambridge. Welcome to my show, Tracy.
1: Thank you, Simon. Thanks so much for having me.
0: And Tracy, your novel titled Someone is Coming has been published by Monsoon Books. So tell my listeners what the story is about.
1: Um, So, Someone is Coming is um, based around a man called Philip Goundry. He's an old man living in a care home in the United Kingdom. Philip was born and he grew up in Malaya in the early 20th century and his father was the manager of a rubber plantation. And Dr. Lin has been sent over from the Singapore archives to interview Philip about his childhood, which is something they actually do here in Singapore to help document the past. And as Philip is questioned about his childhood, it becomes evident that there are many things that he's suppressed over the years due to their violent nature and he starts to have flashbacks and hear strange voices. And the things that he recalls are things like the disappearance of his mother, the death of other plantation managers in the region, and this strange kind of toothless vampire girl that lived in an abandoned house on the plantation that kind of taunted Philip and his older brother, Johnny. Mm -hmm. As the story's being told and he's being interviewed, this all kind of escalates and Philip finally remembers really what happened.
0: Now, what was the inspiration for Someone Is Coming?
1: So actually I was doing a documentary about the writer W. Somerset Maugham. He was an English writer that came here to Singapore and traveled throughout Southeast Asia in the 1920s. His name is pretty synonymous right now with Raffles Hotel. You know, they've a suite named after him. Mm-hmm. But he was um, seen as one of those kind of first cosmopolitan travelers that was traveling through the East um, just after the First World War. And Morm was actually quite notorious for overhearing stories and relaying them. So I started looking at his short stories that were being inspired during his visits here. And there was one story in particular that I liked from him called Footprints in the Jungle which is about a dead plantation manager. And it's basically about how his wife and her boyfriend, the man that she was having an affair with, kind of came together to murder him. And I read that more and then actually overheard that story one night in some club in the Straits. And so I went into the Singapore archives and searched for plantation managers murdered around the early 20th century. And I found 16 different cases of murdered plantation managers, which is quite considerable. And you know, this is probably like a 20 year period. Mm -hmm. And I began to imagine that there was something more sinister going on. And that's really what started this whole
0: Wow. It's almost like, you know, a a movie is developing from your book. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 Can you read an excerpt of Someone is Coming? So maybe you can pick a few lines.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to pick something probably from the middle of the book. And this is when Dr. Lin is just leaving after a day of questioning. And Philip is feeling kind of apprehensive about how much he should really reveal about his childhood. So he's kind of fed up of Dr. Lin. He stares at me. He knows I'm trying to hide something. I can feel it. Are we done for now? Yes, he nods. Yes, we are. Good. I reach and pull down the rope. He nods, stands up, and delivers me a small bow, takes his things and leave. The room is bright, the sun beaming, time for longer days and warmer nights. But I shiver. I'm suddenly cold. I close my eyes wishing I felt the humidity of the jungle. I wish I was warm throughout my body, back to those sticky nights, a storm rumbling in the distance, lightning and thunder, and then torrential showers of rain muting the noises of the house, the jungle, and the singing. Pale orchids in the morning that have been swept into our garden by soft winds, my mother placing one behind her ear. She dances for us. And we giggle as my father ignores her and he stares out towards the road. Someone is coming, he says. Someone is coming, someone he does not know.
0: And that's from the book, Someone Is Coming. The author is Tracy Morton, and I have her as my guest this evening. Tracy, of course, is a Singapore-based Irish-Australian writer, and we'll talk to you in just a while. Okay, so Tracy, I need you to stay with me on the show.
1: Absolutely, I'm here.
0: Nights with Simon Lim on 1FM 91.3. Night Call. With Simon Lair. This evening, my special phone in guest is Tracy Morton. Now, Tracy is a Singaporean based Irish Australian writer and she has a master's in crime and thriller writing from the University of Cambridge. Okay, Tracy, you've taught a masterclass about crime writing at the Singapore Book Council. So tell me about that experience and what did the students learn from you?
1: So, the masterclass, um, which although was three hours long, really just gave a really brief overview of crime, fiction, and writing. We looked at the history of crime fiction, so we kind of start off with Shakespeare's Macbeth, and Julius Caesar, because there's crimes at the heart of those two plays, and then we looked at the rise of detective fiction, and we were studying Edgar Allan Poe's, um, his short story, The Murder in Rue Morgue, which was written in 1841, and that's really seen as the first short story to kind of um, have the detective as a main character. And then we moved on to Sherlock Holmes, to The Golden Age with Agatha Christie, onto other genres, psychological thrillers, domestic noir and cozy crime, we kind of looked at a lot of different things. But then we went into this kind of interesting area where we looked at the kind of standard formula that is present in actually a lot of crime stories. So that basically, the formula really kind of is that you start your book with the perfect crime, and then you have the wrongly accused suspect, and then you have a mistake made by the police, And then there comes the great detective in with his great powers. And that could be observation or he could just be really instinctive. And he does his magic. And then there's a revelation of the culprit by the detective. But when you start to examine the more traditional crime stories, you find that they are very similar Mm -hmm. in formula. Of course, they're different ways, you know, different um, settings and different characters. And then we moved on, we looked at different genres and what was unique to them. And then we finished really by using writing exercises just to enable people to start creating their own stories.
0: And in order to write a crime story, would someone need to think in layers, you know, like layers upon layers of a spider's web? In other words, you need to think of a myriad of perspectives.
1: Yeah, I think that largely depends on what kind of crime story you're telling. The most incredible thing about the world of crime fiction is that it is vast. There are so many genres that I just mentioned within the genre. And you know, like your standard detective, police procedural, um, locked room mysteries, cozy crime, climate change crime. It's a new thing that's coming through, and true crime. And then as a writer, you have to decide really from what point of view you're gonna tell the story, like whether you're gonna be the victim, the detective, or the villain, or all three. And I think to keep up the suspense, you definitely need the layers. So the reader alongside the traditional detective character are unraveling the mystery as they read but that I would suggest is your pretty standard crime novel. And that's not to say they're badly written because most of them are really well written, but there are crime stories out there that kind of break those rules and you would only get one perspective, which is also interesting and a real insight into character, which can be very effective and fascinating for a reader. But that character would also be full of layers and which would help the reader to understand his or her or their own motivation and their role in the crime story itself.
0: Thank you for that insight. Now, Tracy, you also taught a four-week course entitled Crime Writing 101, Craft and Research Crafting Crime Stories Using Archival Material Found in the Singapore Archives. So talk to me about this.
1: I love the Singapore Archives. They have materials which date all the way back to eighteen hundred. Honestly, it's a treasure trove of great stories. And when I talk about the archives, it isn't just the newspaper articles and photographs and maps, but also these oral testimonies, these recordings of people that have experienced life in the past and who have these great stories to tell. So I took some students to the archives and I encouraged them to search through the materials to find old cases or crime stories from the past that have been forgotten, that they may want to research further or take inspiration from to write their own crime story and I have to say that they all did find some really interesting old cases to work on based in different areas of Singapore and different time periods, and that I really hope sincerely that they're all still working on them. You know, there were stories from the 50s and 70s that have been long forgotten, but now they could be retold.
0: And we'll talk some more to Tracy Morton. Tracy is a Singapore-based Irish Australian writer, and so nice to have her on the show. Tracy, stay connected to 1FM 91.3.
1: Thank you, Simon.
0: Nights with Simon Lim on 1FM 91.3 Night Call with Simon Lim. On the line with me is my special phone-in guest Tracy Morton and Tracy is a Singaporean-based Irish-Australian writer and her short stories have been published in the Lakeview International Journal of Arts and Literature and the Best Asian Short Stories. Now Tracy, you've been a guest lecturer at DIS in Copenhagen where you discuss writing your collection of short stories. Could you share a bit about that discussion?
1: Um, Sure. So I wrote a collection of short stories that were actually based in Hong Kong. I lived there during the early 2000s and I based it in a coffee shop that was frequented by locals and expats and it's about really how they all interact together so when I started writing the collection I decided that I wanted to do something a bit different and interlink the stories together so that means when one character meets another character towards the end of the story that leads on to a new story with the other character and Mm -hmm. then they meet another character and so forth and at the end kind of all these characters that I've introduced towards the end of each story they all come together
0: oh I like that
1: Uh, yeah I was inspired by Jennifer Egan's The Goon Squad uh, where she does something quite similar but I really enjoyed playing with kind of different points of view Um, one of them was actually including that there was a ghost um, that I imagined that lived in the coffee shop bathroom that liked to come out at night when everyone had left and mimic what had happened during the day so that was fun to work with but I do think most people believe that short story writing is easy and is a kind of a way into novel writing and i totally disagree with that i think writing a good short story is incredibly hard you know you have limited work count to get your story across but i do think it's a great way to learn how to write
0: now i hear that you're currently working on a new crime novel set in singapore and australia uh, just after the second world war so can you tell me about this novel
1: yeah So initially, I was going to write this as a romance. Um, You know, I thought maybe I should have a break from crime and it was going to be about a woman falling in love with a man that was a former prisoner of war in Changi. But then after hearing about the state of Singapore just after the Second World War, and it kind of made me think that during those first few years after the war, you know, when Singapore was really trying to get back itself together again, that people could really get away with a lot more Mm -hmm. than um, they could now and they could get away with murder. And so I decided to alter it and make it about a woman that poisons her husband after They are reunited in Singapore just after the war. And she manages to flee to Australia where she meets a man that was a former prisoner of war in Changi and they fall in love. But then as time goes on, he becomes aware that she's hiding something from him. And I also have a detective in Singapore who is looking for her and manages to trace her to Australia. And as you say, it's like a new novel. So it's a work in progress. I have more research to do, especially about Australia after the Second World War, in particular Perth, where I actually grew up.
0: Sounds really interesting. Now, when drawing up or writing characters in your stories, uh, what do you try to do with the characters? I mean, do you tend to think in terms of nuances, uh, dialogue, or something you've observed personally, you know, in people?
1: Yeah, so I'm really a dialogue person. I'm always thinking in terms of language, Mm -hmm. who said what and why. And I also hear for what isn't being said. You know, what's behind the silence? Is there a meaning? I also think that the way characters in literature, like us humans speak, give away a lot about themselves and including their traits, you know, whether they sigh a lot or whether they pause. And that's what's so good about listening to dialogue. You know, you hear when people pause because they're upset, whether their voices raise up if they're excited or nervous or fall and become quiet, you know, if they're ashamed of what they're talking about. I always try to give my characters an authentic voice so that my readers can identify with their story. But I also like to work with place and setting, you know, where my characters live and how they live is also very important to me. Whether they care for any item in particular, you know, like a pen or a letter, is also very telling about who they are and kind of relatable to a lot of us.
0: Singapore-based Irish-Australian writer Tracy Morton is my guest this evening. And Tracy, I'm enjoying this conversation so much with you, gaining so much insights and stay connected to 1FM 91.3.
1: Thank you, Simon.
0: Nights with Simon Lim on 1FM 91.3. Night Call with Simon Lim Still on the line with me is my special phone guest Tracy Morton Now, Tracy is a Singapore-based Irish-Australian writer and you can look for her novel Someone Is Coming published by Monsoon Books Okay, Tracy, tell my listeners a bit about yourself You know, outside of writing I mean, what's your favourite district in Singapore for great local food since, you know, you live here uh, What are some local dishes that you enjoy?
1: So, outside of writing I'm pretty sociable Writing is quite a solitary job, so I do make time (laughs) to see my mates. Um, I walk early most mornings along the river, and I go to my favourite place, Labrador Nature Reserve, and I walk there. Yeah, the Burleia Creek and up the hill and around the old battery. Um, I do think I'm pretty similar to most people living here. You know, I like shopping, which is a good thing we can do in Singapore. I like watching films, going to concerts, and eating out. We live in River Valley, right next to my favorite Hawker Center, which is Zion Riverside Food Center. And we go there about once a month to eat chicken rice or roasted duck and noodles and that sugar cane. Yummy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do love Kea Toso as well and like white coffee, you know, from a Singapore coffee yes, shop. Yes. I mean, there are so many great areas in Singapore and almost too many free choices that it's often really hard to choose, which is my absolute favourite.
0: Glad yeah. to hear that. And your know, life is reflected in writing or writing makes the reader see things we may not ordinarily notice. Which is more true for you?
1: I think nowadays that writing highlights things that the reader may not notice. And Mm. I think that now, because we have so much distraction from social media, streaming services, and our jobs, that perhaps we miss the small stuff. I think literature and reading kind of allows us time to slow down. You know, you have to make time to read, you have to open the book, follow the words, the lines, the meaning. And this gives us some space. You know, we're able to reflect inwards. And we ask questions as we read, even though we might not fully realize it, but we're questioning, what is this character doing? Would I do that? Do I relate? And there's a great quote from the writer C.S. Lewis, who wrote The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, that I really like, which is, we read to know we are not alone. But I think the idea that within a book, you may find through a character part of yourself that you didn't realize or recognize. And I think especially as we're coming out of the pandemic and the last couple of crazy years that we've just had, like there is a sense of loneliness and how to Mm. kind of reconnect with each other. And I believe literature can help with that.
0: I like what you said, you know, like you recognize a certain character in, you know, the novel, right? Yeah. And you can relate to it. And I think we all do. So Tracy, let's also talk about happiness right now. Now, what keeps you happy as a person and what keeps you happy as a writer and novelist?
1: Um, well, as a person, I'm probably happiest with my family. And I think this is also largely due to the pandemic and being stuck with my family. <laughs> so we, You know, we kind of gelled so closely together now and, you know, hanging out with my daughter and my husband and my parents who are based in the UK, but also my friends. And I think, honestly, when you're living abroad, away from your family and, you know, your home and what's familiar, your friends kind of become more important to you. And I'm so grateful that I have some truly wonderful friends in, in here in Singapore. I honestly didn't expect that to happen. I'm also very fortunate to have some amazing Singaporean writer friends who are lovely and incredibly supportive, and I cherish all my time with them. But as a writer, I'm probably happiest when I'm working on something new, like now. I love to see where I'm going to end up with these characters. A lot of writers, especially crime writers, like to plan their stories. Mm -hmm. But I normally write a small synopsis and then follow that, but then of course I can alter it. But that's what I think is the best thing about writing. It's allowing your story to take you to places that you didn't consider before. And most of the time, you end up learning and discovering new things along the way.
0: Wow, we've certainly learned a lot about you and also plenty, you know, regarding writing. And so nice to have you on my show. Now, what's the website or Instagram handle for 1FM of 91.3 listeners to follow you?
1: My website is www.tamorton.com and my Instagram is ta.morton.
0: And tonight, my guest was actually Tracy Morton. Of course, she is a Singapore-based Irish-Australian writer and it's been such a pleasure having you join me on the show.
1: Thank you so much, Simon, for having me.
0: All right, you take care and we'll catch up, all right? Thank you. Nights with Simon Lim on 1FM 91.3.